ocean. I'm going to go to the ocean today. <laughs> At the beach. <laughs> Strap in, folks. It's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How are you? I hate when you do this. It makes me so uncomfortable. Answer the question, Karina. No. <laughs> it just, it's so odd to sit here and like be talking and go out and get coffee and uh-huh. get breakfast and then sit down mm-hmm. and press record and pretend like we weren't talking this whole time. Well, we're we're starting a new conversation. We're bringing our listeners into the conversation with us. Really, all conversations are just one ongoing conversation that changes topics as you go. Like, when do you ever, ever actually end a conversation? Oh, whoa. Right? Mind blown. But also, especially when you live with someone. You're just kind of talking to them all the time. That makes sense. And then it, it, you understand right. why somebody suddenly shouts from the other room, Uh, armadillo! <laughs> so... Remember last week when I gave you a present, but it was really a present for me. <laughs> when it was a sign, a Halloween decoration. A Halloween decoration. Yeah, to, that's now on our shelf of decoration. Yes. And it was meant to get around your stupid no Halloween decorations before October rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have an actual present for you this week. <laughs> Cassie, it's not my birthday. It's well, so cute. I saw them and you had to have them. Oh my goodness. Oh, is this from when we went to the mall? Yes. We went to the mall. It was fun. Let's go to the mall today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're so cute. Are they cute? Uh, for all of you, since none of you can see what we're doing right now, they are a really cute little gold pair of Dachshund silhouette earrings that say, All you need is love and a dog. And I'm pretty sure I have a sign that says, All you need is love and a dog. I think you do somewhere too. Somewhere among yeah. my pet sign memorabilia. Yeah. I have such a problem with just having like little things. I don't think that's a problem at all. It is a huge problem. We just have little things everywhere. I love little things. <laughs> little things are like my favorite They're very cute. I'd put them on except for that I'm already wearing cat earrings yeah. and I can't change allegiance for the day. Holy crap. Wait. Are you choosing cats over dogs? For today. Every day is different. Whoa. Every day is different, Cassie. Whoa, girl. Just for my jewelry. Whoa. So <laughs> this is episode 11 of CritterCast. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're doing our very first user request. <gasps> yeah. User request. User listener. Listen. <laughs> listener request. I don't know. I think listener oh, request. Whatever. Our first our first listener request. And um, it's going to be a fun one, I think. Um, I think so. I think so, too. Yeah, I'm pretty We put out the call. And um, again, wonderful self-proclaimed superfan Erica is mm-hmm. how I will refer to her in every episode that we refer to her. Yeah, from this point on, which probably is going to be every episode. <laughs> well, that's what you do for your superfan. Yeah. So, like, I am actually going to give another superfan shout out. Oh. So this fan is not a fan of Crittercast yet, but I think she'll get there. Wait, what? So I have a personal YouTube channel that I've had for many, many years that okay. I don't really do a ton on anymore. Uh huh. Because. I just didn't, I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I lost I lost my interest in it. But every once in a while, I post more videos over there. It's mostly a music channel, but I posted our vlog on there of mm-hmm. the Reptile Show. And I have one amazing subscriber that comments on every single video. Aww. Um, 
I think she started commenting on videos probably about two years ago. Oh my gosh. I know. It's not a lot of videos, but for a while I was doing two videos a week because... Whoa! I know. And then no one was watching them, which is why I stopped. And then even though now I just kind of upload like literally whenever I want randomly, yeah. she will still, without fail, within 48 hours of my upload, go and leave a lovely, wonderful comment. So her name is Haley on YouTube. Aww. I assume that's probably your real name. Not gonna, Hi, Haley. Not going to assume. Um, so when I posted the reptile vlog, she said, oh, you have a podcast. I'll check it out. So this is out to Haley. I hope she does check out um, CritterCast because I think she'll love it. And she'll yeah. be so thrilled that we actually post content once a week. Yes. <laughs> Though on that note... We are going to be taking a tiny hiatus yep. for next week. Yeah. So this this episode will be great because it has to hold you over yeah. for two weeks without content. Mm-hmm. The reason for that being we are going on vacation <gasps> and we're very, very excited and neither of us has had a vacation in quite some time. No. So uh, we're psyched and we're going to be taking a break from all work for a few days yes. um, and traveling to the most magical place in the world. One could are. even say the happiest place <laughs> in the world. The happiest and most magical. If you are a Disney fan, I I will be the first to say that if you don't enjoy it, please stay away and leave it for me because I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be going to Disneyland, the original park, because that's where we're closer to yeah. and everything else would be way too expensive. And mm-hmm. also you'd need like a whole week to do that totally. just for a few days with former guest host Adriana mm-hmm. and a couple other friends of ours who you guys have not been introduced to. Yeah. Um, I was thinking while we're there, mm-hmm. we can do a short video yeah. um, about the Critters of Disneyland. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. too. I think it'll be so fun because yeah. I want you guys to put in your guesses now. So send us your guesses over any social media that you please yeah. um, to let us know what, what animals you think live in Disneyland. I think the answer will surprise you. Rats. <laughs> no, there are no rats in Disneyland. Well, we have to... It's a surprise. Oh. We'll, we'll show them in the video. That was my guess. Oh, well... I'm... You, but I'm, you guessed, but then you took back your guess. I did, because rats can't... Like, not... Not... I mean, Mickey Mouse is a mouse. He's not a rat, though. That's very different. And I'm talking about, like, feral rats. Feral? Not, not It's not a term we use for rats. <laughs> anyway. Finish some more... Y'all... I just, I have to point out that Karina is making me record this in the morning rather than in the evening when I've had plenty of time to get my brain started for the day. Because Karina's brain is broken at night. (laughs) So this is a compromise. It's our very first morning podcast. By morning, I meant intended to start this two hours ago. Right. But we noticed, if you guys noticed a drop in audio, a small drop in audio quality for the last episode, we're not really sure what happened or what went wrong, but we took time this morning to figure it out and fix it so that you should be back to your high quality audio and listening experience. Yeah, we still don't know what went wrong, but... Unclear. <laughs> Very unclear. It just And I didn't figure it out until we were editing, so yeah. that was unfortunate. <laughs> um, but that should be fixed for this week. Yay! So... Yeah, but just to summarize, you know, awesome gift from Cassie. Recording in the morning. We'll be taking a hiatus next week to do a short video about the Critters of Disneyland. Much fun. And featuring our our first request from superfan Erica. Yeah. Who uh, recently was forced to watch the movie Jaws for the first time ever. I On the one hand, I... I feel for her mm-hmm. because that that is even after what thirty years. I think it's a thirty year old movie. Mm-hmm. It still holds up. Oh, I mean, it does. 
Sure. But on the other hand, why have you not watched it before? It's an awesome movie. I'm about to get my butt chewed out. Have you never seen Jaws? I've never seen Jaws. <laughs> well, I guess we know what we're watching this week. No, this has been the week where, like, every time Cassie mentions something, I have to awkwardly say, I've never seen that. It's just, I, I don't go back and watch older movies. Um, but Jaws, so, full yeah. disclosure, I haven't seen Jaws, but I think that gives me a nice, unique uh, perspective of never having grown up having to be terrified of great white sharks. Except now we have Shark Week. Yeah, but it's not about being terrified. That's true. It's more it's of an educational. outreach campaign. And it's not... I mean, they like they use a lot of great whites in their promotional material, but most of the programs on Shark Week do not feature great white sharks. That's... Yes. Because there's still so much we don't know about them. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to teach you guys quite a bit today. Mm-hmm. So I'd just like to say that this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> okay, that doesn't count. That's not even a pun... Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, uh, as we found, breaking down big species like this yeah. into um, smaller episodes has been more helpful. You know, first we tackled geckos, then we tackled cephalopods, and then we figured, actually, let's break it down more. Yeah. Because we, we miss so many wonderful facts, and we don't want to overload you guys with, like, right blah, 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 quick succession things. And Karina gets angry when I have more than six pages of notes. It's a lot of notes. <laughs> and then it's like 90% boring facts and only 10% funny jokes. <laughs> and I can't live like that. Okay? I just texted my mom to let her know that we like super procrastinated, so we're recording right now. And I was like, but I'm going to come over after. And she's like, okay, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> my mom who can now listen to our podcast. Yay! Yay! Um, all exciting things. Yes. Shall we, ready, shall we dive right into today's facts? Ba-bam! Yeah! (laughs) Bringing it. So, the great white shark. Yeah. Otherwise known as actually the white shark. Yeah. But we're all going to call them great whites. Because, I mean, yes. They're so massive. They're, they're, and also they're just great. Absolutely. You know, when you meet a great white shark, you discover that they're really great people. (laughs) Like, there's myths that they are soulless, and you look into their eyes, and you see only the dark abyss. But no, they're great people. People. For a shark. For a carnivorous This one didn't shark. really go where you, I think you thought it might go. Okay. <laughs> this is actually a problem that I had during a lot of my research, because Erica specifically asked us to help debunk right. some of the myths and the fears about great white sharks, and... I think I can do some of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also... Our anti-debunking podcast continues. Yeah. So great white sharks. They're widely distributed around the world. Mostly they stay into temperate, occasionally somewhat cold waters. They'll go into tropical seas occasionally, but that's much more rare. They prefer areas that have surface level temperatures of around 50 to 72 degrees Fahrenheit for the top of the water. They will go... In a broad range of the water itself. Right? So, yeah. Right, because mm-hmm. you know, obviously, that they do come up to the surface yeah. when they when they do all of the regular things, when people see them. It's because yep. that's just part of their habitat. Yep. But they also swim very deep yeah, down. Yeah, really deep. So, averages, they, they regularly go, like, 4,000 feet deep, but they've been sighted going as deep as around 6,000. Ah. So, you can't really avoid them if you're in the areas that they 
go right. into. Right, because, like, you could be on the surface or you yep. could be diving down deep and you might still run into one. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so, you know, sorry, but that's but how it goes. But not sorry. That's, like, a <laughs> once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be able to see a great white shark. Yes, as long as you're seeing it from a distance and not having a close encounter with it. Okay, so the pups, which is what the babies are called. Baby sharks. Baby sharks are called pups. Baby shark. <laughs> Baby shark. Nope. Mama shark. <laughs> oh, okay, so the pups are around three and a half feet long, and the adults get to around 21 to 22 feet long. That's just so insane. It's so big. Like, you don't... You're like, yeah, a great white shark's yeah. a big animal, but yeah. you don't... Like, a 20-foot animal is as big as a large moving truck. Yeah. No, they're huge. That's just crazy. Right, like, conceptually. Can you just, like, walking outside, and instead of there being a moving truck in front of your house, there's just yeah. a giant shark? I've had that dream before. <laughs> I haven't. It's terrifying. How big does the truck have to be to, to like, transport an animal that yeah. big? Because it would have to be bigger it, than that. Yes. They have to be, like, the oversized semis. Right. Big old truck. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, as, again, we've seen, because I think there's there's a lot of belief that males of the species tend to be bigger mm-hmm. in most species. Mm-hmm. And, again... It's not true. It's not true. It, it's not... I, I I can think of plenty of species where sure. it is true. Yeah. Males get larger. You know, I... Why does my head first go to gorillas? I'm not sure. Silverbacks, I guess, yeah. are a pretty, pretty famous example yeah. of larger males or lions, a lot of feline mm-hmm. species. But there's plenty of species where the females have to be the larger animals. Exactly. Because they're the ones doing all the work. Right? Come on now. That's right. <laughs> Just say <They> gotta work. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the females are generally larger than the males. Uh, they live really long. Like, a really long time. That's part of what makes them great. They are so great. It's true. They're very cool. So the title of this episode is now... Great White Sharks. No, wait. White Sharks. (laughs) You have to say White Sharks. They're great. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Frosted Flakes. Anyone? Well, now I'm hungry. Frosted Flakes aren't even that good. No, they're really not. Because the, the sugar comes off too quickly. Yeah, you pour the milk in, and immediately you have sugary milk, and, and then corn soggy cornflakes. And it's disgusting. It's gross. Yeah, give me Cheerios any day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like when Honey Bunches of Oats briefly made a cereal that was just oats. Yeah. Like, it was just crunchy honey Oh, that of sounds oats amazing. Without all the cornflakes in it. Did it have almonds in it still? Um, I don't usually buy the almond one. I usually buy the honey roasted ones that don't yeah, have those almonds are good in them. Too. But yeah. I'm sure that there was an almond. So almond. basically, like granola, though, right? Yeah, but yeah. it was cheaper than buying like a bag of yes. granola. Yes, because granola is so still, expensive. It was still marketed as cereal. So yeah, I went for it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds delicious. Um, okay, so let's talk about how long they live. So a recent study that the Woods Hole Oceanic, oh, sorry, no, oceanographic, oceanic. Seems like it should be oceanic, huh? Anyway, the institution. Well, you could say oceanic. Yeah. Not onic. But it's oceanographic. Oceanographic? Oceanographic? Oceanographic. Oceanographic, yo! I think it would be <laughs> oceanographic. Sure, that. You don't say ocean. I do say ocean. I don't know how you talk. 
Um, anyway, they determined that white sharks can live up to 40 to 70 years old. So they don't reproduce for the first several years of their lives. Male white sharks usually become sexually mature at around 9 to 10 years of age, and females become mature at around 14 to 16 years of age. That's swapped around. Yeah, but right? also nice because it gives them more time to grow, gives yeah. them more time to like get their hunting grounds down. And that must be really overwhelming for those little nine-year-old male sharks that are already smaller. You know what? To run into, like, a 20-year-old female. Learn a sprout. Or a 30-year-old female in her prime. Yeah. And you're like, oh, boy. That's yep. a big lady. Yeah, get in a little over your head <laughs> going into the deep waters there. Oh, my God. That's just, like, it's so funny to me to watch, like... Um, wildlife breeding projects on Animal Planet right. and how they're always like, so this is an experienced female because you need an experienced right. female when you're doing breeding projects, mm-hmm. but here's a new inexperienced male and trying to watch the males figure it out <laughs> right. and watch the females just be like... Especially when the females are like tigers or something. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, bro. You have issues. <laughs> I am not here for this. <laughs> and it's really amusing to me. Like, I know there's yeah. a lot of risk in trying oh, yeah. to breed wild animals, obviously, but... I find it very amusing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they can have between 2 and 14 pups per litter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, They think that birthing occurs in the spring and summer months. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We know so little about how white sharks reproduce. We know so little about their lives. Yeah, in general. Yeah. They're very mysterious They're creatures. Very mysterious you creatures. You see them briefly, and then they leave. And yeah. you, you wonder, what, what do you do in, yeah. your, in the rest of like, yep. the 90% of your life that we can't study? Yep. There's only so deep down that we can go still mm-hmm. with technology. Yep. We can't go as deep as they can go. We can't go as far out as they can go. Yes. They're just kind of a mystery to us. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that we, we can don't know. Kind of track them. There's a lot of great efforts mm-hmm. happening, but there's still no guarantee that it's getting done correctly right. or they can lose their tracker. Well, and there's a lot that's up to interpretation too. Right. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, but it's just there's yeah. you know, studies are being done, but we really don't know a lot about white sharks. There's still so much to learn. It's yeah. very exciting when you have a species that you've known about for so long. Yeah. But technology has held us back from really learning and discovering about them, and there's so much left to learn. Mm -hmm. I know. It's one of the great frontiers of the world. Mm -hmm. Let's please not try to colonize it. Just study from afar with a prime directive in place to not interfere. When you do try to live with sharks, all you end up with is Shark Boy, and we know how he aged. Yeah. Not well. No. (laughs) Lava Girl did much better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um, so the pups... Um, we, th- we know that the pups are around four to five feet long at birth, uh, and they come equipped with a full set of teeth. At birth. At birth. Thank God that they're sharks. Right. Like, thank God humans don't. Because can you, how creepy that is? Some babies are born with teeth. And it's very Some frightening. Some human babies. It's frightening. Yeah. To look at a tiny thing and have it open its mouth and reveal, like, a little row of teeth. It's... Yeah. Horrifying. And imagine if those teeth were pointed and had multiple rows. Yeah. Three three layers yes. of teeth, right? Yes. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> please, three layers of teeth. Please take this demon child back. <laughs> My God. Because when you look at them, you don't necessarily see the multiple layers. Right. Like when you look at pictures of them. Right, you're right. like, oh yeah, I can, you know, you picture the, the 
guy on a beach with his with his great white tooth on a string. Right, just um, the one tooth. Right, but he doesn't have three layers of teeth on his string. Three layers of sharp, jagged teeth. Yeah. Like they're pointy at the end and then yeah. down the sides. They're ridged yep. with more pokies. Look, evolution has set great white sharks up to be incredible survivors. The ultimate apex predator, one might say. Apex Predator. <laughs> I told you we will make at least three musical references in every episode. So that's two. Anyway, so okay. count them. See if you can catch all of them. <laughs> I do them unintentionally all the time. So, you know, I'm it's, sure there's more. Yes, it's true. Um, you will be happy to know that just like with the Emperor Penguins, there is a pretty limited gestation period. Nice. Of only a year. Eh. Poor sharks. But at least they know what they're getting into. Right. Yeah. You know. It's only a couple months longer than a human gestation period. That's true. It's really not. Yeah. It's really. It's not that different. mm -mm. And it gives the the females a little bit of a break because they probably only breed about once every two years. Right. Uh, Because. You can't just be like constantly breeding. Yeah. That's too much work. Right. But that does mean that if the great white shark population becomes depleted. Mm Mm-hmm. Replenishing that population slow, would be slow difficult. Going. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. And it's not like you can do a lot of um, captivity breeding yep. with great white sharks. It nope. is not; they're just too big, mm-hmm. and it would be impossible to really care for them the way they need to be cared for. Yeah, exactly. So we we have to be kind of careful with the great whites. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So here's one of the kind of mysteries of the the great white shark is mm-hmm. that th- we know from studies and from tracking that a lot of great white sharks really like to come to this particular area off of the the coast of California. Right. And we're not 100% sure why they do that. Mm-hmm. One of the theories is that it could be either a, a breeding ground. Yeah. Or a nursery ground for great white sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does make sense because the pregnant sharks are more likely to give birth in relatively calm and warmer waters. Right. I just want to clarify yeah. for listeners. You've kept mentioning this over and over again. So great whites are fishes. Oh, yes. They're fish. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. Totally. But they don't lay eggs. Right. Right. That's right. So we're not saying they mm-hmm. lay eggs and, like, nurse them. They have live births. Yeah. Of multiple three-and-a-half-foot shark pups. Yeah, they do. Whew! Mm-hmm. And that's why they have to gestate for so long. Yeah, you got to give these mamas some serious props. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, damn, girl. Amazing. So there are um, multiple species of sharks that give live birth, as yes. well as multiple species of snakes and all the all mm-hmm. the other fun little sneaky fish and reptiles in there. Right. But great whites are one of the ones that kind of just make you... Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, to- I mean, that's it crazy. just... I think it points to the fact that our categorization systems are for us. Right. They're not for nature. No, nature's not like, (laughs) I'm doing this because humans said that this is what fish are supposed to do. Right, right. Yeah, there's not, like, it's not a law of of physics either. It was just a thing. (laughs) At the time, this seems like these things go together, and this seems like these things go together. Right. Right. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yes, there are many, many exceptions. So many. Wait. Don't pay attention to them. Why are there so many exceptions? (laughs) 100%. So, phenomenal. So, they picked this place off Mm -hmm. the coast of California, maybe, to breed or nurse. Yep, exactly. And as 
that also makes sense with the the number of shark attacks Mm -hmm. that happen in Mm -hmm. the area because the juveniles are more likely to not really know what exactly looks for food, looks like food. Um, They're also going to be a little bit more curious about the world, which experts think, so they think that when when human shark attacks happen, Mm -hmm. when when a great white bites a human, Mm -hmm. that it could be one of two reasons. Mm -hmm. It could either be because they think the human is a seal. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. On a lot of shark attacks towards humans, Mm -hmm. the the shark approaches very slowly, Mm -hmm. right? Very purposefully, very slowly, very... Nope. Nope. Don't scare our listeners. That's not the point of this episode. (laughs) But... When they're attacking a seal, they go in hard and well, fast. Well, that's because seals are fast, okay? Right, but if they think that the human is a seal, why aren't they attacking it the same it's a way? a slow seal. They don't have to be so intense. Well, the other theory is that maybe the, this shark is curious about what the fuck this thing is. What is this weird thing in the water that does not look like food? What is it? And apparently this is a common way for that we've observed shark behavior of, like, exploring the world is that they bite things. Well, they don't have hands. Exactly. And, like, have you ever met a human child? Yes. Everything goes in their mouth. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Everything. Right. And I think that's kind of, like, it makes a lot of sense. Baby creatures. Yeah. Who, even if they have hands, don't know how to use them yet. Well, Most and often experience things through their mouth. Something in your mouth gives you so many more senses. Right. Because if you feel something, you're just getting one sense exploration of it. Right. But if you put it in your mouth, you're feeling it, you're tasting it, you're smelling it, mm-hmm. you're seeing, is this food? Can I eat it? Like, right. there's so much more information you get from putting it in your mouth. And they just so quickly find out, ew. Yeah, it's gross. We do not taste mm-hmm. good to them. And that's no. why, even if you are bitten so by a shark, bony. they're so rarely fatal. Right. Yeah. Because they're juvenile, so they're going to be, right. way, like, you're not going to be out there getting bit by a 20-foot great white. No. Because that would be fatal. Yeah, Sorry, and that folks. whole thing about, like, a shark that has a taste for human flesh. No. Not accurate at all. No. Nope. Also, they're not going to go around taking chunks out of your boat. Oh, no, they don't want to eat your boat. No. I mean, they might nibble at it a little bit to see what the fuck is this thing. Right. But they're just not like going to Just like they come... will with, like, your leg or a camera. They're not going to come over and just be like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm going to eat your boat in half. Like, yes. Yes. And again, a juvenile shark would not be anywhere big enough. No. To demolish even your smallest little dinghy. Yeah. Also, why are you all the way out in the middle of the ocean in a in tiny In a tiny dinghy? little, you like, really did need a bigger boat. Yes. <laughs> Uh, So, you know, we have a lot of fears about shark attacks, especially in, like, Southern California, um, places like Australia. People are like, okay, well, don't go in the water. There's Mm -hmm. sharks here. But even with how many great white sharks are in the the ocean waters off of California, shark attacks are extremely rare. True. So while they don't typically prey on humans, they can pose a threat. But since 1950, Mm -hmm. right, 1950, there have been only 181 shark incidents. So that's a time when a shark makes actual contact with a human. Like not just seeing a shark, but like 
up-close-and-personal encounter with a shark. Right. Um, in California, involving all species of sharks. Right. Now, out of those, 160 involved white sharks. Right. And I think, you know, that kind of makes sense. They're a little bit more curious. We have a lot of them in the area, and they're bigger, so they don't feel like they need to be as afraid of us. Right. You know? Yeah, and there's a lot other there's a lot of other smaller shark species that are just generally docile. Yes. Um, and don't really have any interest right. in going around and biting things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just now does that mean you should back about intentionally go swim with sharks? Like maybe not. No. No. I I I'm don't know. Unless they're nurse sharks and then you just want to yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh okay, but even out of that hundred and sixty attacks. Yeah. Um only 13 of those were fatal because they're just taken by to see what you are. What? You well, know? I mean, I'm sorry if you are one of those 13 people yeah, that died from a shark sucks. bite. That's terrifying. But you're far more likely to be killed by having a vending machine fall on you. I mean, because that's pretty fatal, like, no matter what. Yeah. If a vending machine falls on you at the right, like, at yes. really 90% of the angles that it yeah. could fall on you, you're dead. Yep. It's just, they're heavy. They're, you're far more likely to die by literally anything you think of as cause of death yes. than a shark attack. Yeah, another thing that you're more likely to die of is having a cow collapse on you in a field. Would that die on, like, immediate impact, or would you just die of, like, nobody came to rescue you and eventually you'd starve because you couldn't get I mean, up? they're heavy. I know, but, like... Well, and, okay, does this mean, like, if you're trying to cow tip... And you topple one over and it lands on you? Or does this mean like you're just out in a field and right, the and a, aliens and just... dump the cow from their <laughs> right? ship? I don't and understand it falls where we got these <laughs> I mean, we could give you a million and one of these. And that's one of the things that you'll see like, yeah. if you're researching great whites. One of the first things that will pop up, mm-hmm. um, you know, in an effort to conserve their species is how more likely you are to die of something else yes. than of a shark attack. Because what what conservationists and scientists are trying to get into people's heads is stop hunting them down for fear that they're going to kill you. Yeah, absolutely. And here's another really important point along with that is that even though human use of of the beach and the ocean has been greatly increasing recently mm-hmm. due to, you know, increased population growth, um, popularity of surfing, swimming, scuba diving, all things like that. It's hot, so people want to go to the beach. That too. <laughs> Shark in- incidents are not increasing proportionally. <laughs> the, that doesn't mean that there is more... More risk to us. Yeah. What a nice thing. The stupid right? humans, for once, are huh. just like, fate is working on our mm-hmm. side. It really shouldn't. But... We do so many dumb things. But thank you, sharks. Yeah, right? I guess. And here, th- okay, think about it this way, too. Since 1580, um, the great white shark has been positively identified in at least 314 attacks on humans. That's in... What? Four no four hundred and fifty years. Wait, what did you say? Fifteen eighty. Oh, I thought you said eighteen eighty. Fifteen eighty. So fifteen eighty. Yeah. Three hundred attacks, like attack attacks. That's like only double the number. Yeah. That we previously talked about. Yeah, and I'm sure, and part of that is because you're more likely to encounter these sharks off of the warm waters right. of California. Right. Um, but. I'm sure that a lot of those records aren't reflecting true statistics because they're probably not taking into account, like, um, Native or Indigenous people's experiences. Right. But right. also, like, 
this is not an epidemic. Right. Sharks are not out hunting us. No. This is not a problem. <laughs> so why would we therefore go out and hunt them? It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. They're just trying to live their lives. We're encroaching on their territory and their ecosystem. Yep. And every once in a while, somebody gets a little tsk-tsk for doing li- that. Yeah, just a little. Just lose a little bit of a piece yep. of you. And you know what? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really sad because... Um, even though we think of sharks as like invincible and all powerful and terrifying, shark populations around the world have been declining. Oh yeah. And they do that for several reasons, right? Habitat destruction, overfishing. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, however, get caught as um, bycatch. Yeah. So when they put down like fishing nets yep. and they're trying to catch something else, they catch a lot of sharks and they just die. We're destroying their environment. Yep. We're killing all, we're taking mm-hmm. all of their food. Yep. And we're yep. catching them intentionally and unintentionally. Yeah. Yeah. And, for and the, then and just leaving them to die. Yes. Yeah. For the intentionally catching, uh, shark fin soup is very popular and sharks are perceived to, um, have a lot of qualities that you can get from them by eating their fin too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they're intentionally caught, their fins are cut off, and then they're just dumped back in the ocean. To die. To die. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't just, like, lose a fin and then... No. You can't swim without them. No. Also, you're bleeding. Right? So that's, that's awful. Really, they're not, they're not putting them back in the ocean. They're just dumping the bodies They're just dumping. Yeah, exactly. Right. But not taking the time to have mercy on them and actually, like, in their suffering either. Like, those are I mean, shit maybe, people. maybe, like, just don't catch them in the first place. Yeah. You're a shit person if you're doing this. Yikes. So up to 100 million sharks are killed worldwide for their fins each year. Isn't that terrible? That's terrible. Because, as we said, there's no way they can replenish their population. No. Uh-uh. Nope, not in time. Now, is shark fin soup exclusively with great whites, or is that uh, any shark? You know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be one thing to look... Because I feel like mm-hmm. if it was just great whites, they would have been, yeah. like, critically... I mean, I know that, that statistic I just gave you, the 100 million sharks, that's mm-hmm. sharks in general. Okay. So I would assume... That it's probably, like... It can be multiple types of shark. Yeah. Yeah. They probably probably aim for great whites because they have such great big fins. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, the thing is, we have the idea of these animals and of a lot of wild animals yeah. as these, like powerful invincible creatures but just like humans who of course are also apex predators they're vulnerable to everything just like us they're not invincible they don't have heavy tough things to protect them nope it's funny they don't have armor mm -mm. they may be gray but they're not armored most most predators have like soft fleshy skin and are really susceptible to things because they don't need to worry about attacks from other animals because they're the Apex predator. <laughs> or they should be, except right. for humans. Except for us. Hi. Out there. Yeah. Ruining the world yet again. Yeah. I want this podcast to be upbeat, but you know also, what? like... <laughs> I think we should rename the whole podcast. Yeah. Humans ruin the world. <laughs> it's true, but then we would just be... A, it's a totally different podcast. It's true. It's true. We could talk about so many other things. It's awesome. <sighs> so great. Okay, but in a positive light, mm-hmm. um, there are increasing number of protections that are being passed Excellent. for sharks. Yeah. Good. So like in 2011, there was a bill that was enacted in California that had huge amounts of public support and it banned the trade of shark fins in California. And since mm-hmm. then, several other states have enacted similar laws. Several countries have similar laws. So 
yeah. people are becoming aware of this. It tends to have a lot of popular support. So hopefully we can keep enacting yeah. more and more protections for these animals, yeah. which is good because right now the conf- conservation status of um, white sharks is vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't shock me at all. I'm kind of no. surprised they're not worse off worse, than yeah. just vulnerable. Yep. But hopefully we can put enough of these measures yeah. into effect that um, we can get them off that list yeah. in general. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be yeah. great. Let's do that. Not so many so that like you can't step a toe into a bathtub without having a baby I don't think shark. you're ever going to have a baby shark in Okay, your look, bathtub. I have weird dreams sometimes, okay? <laughs> you're way more likely to find like a snake in your toilet than a baby shark in your bathtub. I've done that before. Really? Yeah. My, my, my grandma Virginia's house yeah. out in the country in Colorado. Yeah. Yep. Wouldn't surp- I mean, yeah. I get it, but also... Ooh. Yeah, it was surprising. Yeah. For sure. You just, oh, hello. Yeah. They'll wake you up. And then you just, I mean, they were just shut it and walk away. They were just garter snakes. And you They're just fine. let them do their but thing like, for a little while. I'm just going to go use the outhouse. Right? Because like, I want to help you get to safety, but also you got there on your own, so I feel like you can figure it out. Goodbye. You're just not going to flush. Yeah. You'll, you'll be fine. Oh, my God. Uh. Okay, so I have some cool information for you. Okay. It's like, these are just like mind-blowing. Hit me. Okay. So first of all, white sharks can store energy in their livers. Okay. So you know how your gecko stores fat in its tail? Right. Yeah. So they store energy in their livers. When you say Mm -hmm. energy. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. because like most most animals store energy in fat. Yes. That's how we do it. Yeah. So the their livers become enlarged with really rich oils when the white sharks are like eating a lot of seals. Yeah. And then in the winter when they don't have access to those seals because they're migratory. Yeah. Then they live off of those reserves, those energy reserves. So it's not really like burning fat, but it's like living off of those rich oils. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I know. It's still fat, but it's just different type. It's of, a different type it, well, of process. Well, it's easier to it's easier to access fat yeah. as opposed to like, you know, yeah. when humans build up fat, it's it's not easy for your body yeah. to burn and use. It's not efficient. Right. But sharks <laughs> right. are smarter than us. Yes. So they bulk up on their winter bog. Except <laughs> there have been some cases of shark homicide no. from freaking orcas. Uh, who will occasionally me. kill a great white shark and eat its liver. For it. Just its liver. Just its liver. Orcas, man. There's a reason that they were mistakenly called the killer whale. It's right? So true. Damn. I mean, don't get me wrong. I respect orcas. I oh, have yeah. mad respect for orcas. But and they're beautiful creatures. Oh, they're amazing. And we'll do a whole fun but episode on them, too. But maybe a two-parter, because there's so much to talk about with orcas. The fr- Like, the first 45 minutes is literally just about how they're not sharks, and they're not whales. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Again, categorization systems. It's very stupid. Yeah. Also, just the fact that we decide to name things really dumb names. <laughs> like, know, casual right? names. Yeah. Red pandas. Red pandas. Yeah, they're red. And, and they look like pandas. And trash pandas, too. Are they not? Trash though? pandas are also not pandas. Right? Did you know that? But then red pandas just look like red raccoons. Yeah, so then they you're do. just like, oh, they're red trash pandas. Yeah. Neither of those That's what they should have been called. They should have been called red trash pandas. <laughs> <laughs> come, to ex- come to us next time, scientists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also can pick up on electrical signals in the water. And that's part of how they're able to hunt. I know. So you know what, like, what bats do with with sonar? Yeah. 
they're able to do this through these um, like cells in their nose that can pick up and read electricity and electric signals. But like, right? What do you mean electric signals? Like, what kind of electric signals are like running through? Like things bouncing off people, things moving in the water, like just the energy of life. Yeah, I don't. I don't have enough understanding of electricity. So when to be I able to understand this fact completely, yeah. <laughs> when I was a um, freshman in college, yeah, I was assigned to do a dissection project, mm-hmm. and most people were doing cat dissections, and I said no, no, thank you. Yeah. I I do not want to do this. Yeah. Um. So they gave me a dog shark to dissect instead, and I was like. Hell fucking yes. (laughs) I am here for it. I got to learn so much about it. And I think that's really when my appreciation for sharks started. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed was that, and it was a, you know, a recently brought in specimen. Yeah. So when I pushed down on its nose, Mm -hmm. there were this fluid that would come out that was kind of like, I'm not really sure how to explain it. Like smooth, like silky fluid. Mm -hmm. And as I did more research, like later on my own, Mm -hmm. I found that that was from these nodes that they have that are Mm -hmm. there to detect electrical energy. Yeah. So it's a a conductor. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's also why they say that if you're, um, if you are getting attacked by a shark, Mm -hmm. punch it in the nose. Yeah. And you'll stun it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have some more cool information. Let me <coughs> take a drink to refresh my. Okay, whew. they roll their eyes as a defense mechanism. Like, like roll their eyes in our circular pattern, or like flip them into the back of their flip head? flip them into the back of their head. I <laughs> know. <laughs> or at least, like, flip them up. Like, you know, if you were a kid and you were trying to creep your Only friends up. Only see the whites of your eyes. And you, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what they do. So when they're biting into prey. Yeah. And their prey is, like, thrashing around, trying to get right. away. They flip their eyes back into the back of their head so that so they. So their eyes don't get damaged. Because mm-hmm. oh. they don't have eyelids. Wow. Right? Yeah. Pretty smart, so too. animals that don't have eyelids. Yeah. And I found that it's, it's, I, I did never noticed it with my snake. Yeah. But on a crested gecko, we do that a little geckos, huh? Well, because I can't tell when he's asleep. Mm-hmm. I can't tell when he's awake. Yep. I can't really tell where he's looking. Yeah, his eyes are just open. Yeah, all the time. All the time. And he breathes so shallow. I'm like, is he dead? He's not. But, no, you know. he's alive. He's just yeah. sleeping. Oh man, yeah, it's a little, Whoa. a little crazy. It's wild. Uh huh. You want to hear some more wild facts about sharks? Sure. Okay. So the top speed of a great white shark is over 20 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. And they can get airborne. So when they're hunting for seals, they can burst completely out of the water, which is called breaching. Right. Um, and that will help them to capture a pinniped, which is another name for seals and sea lions and things like that, um, 40 to 55% of the time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You go, girls. You guys are like, get out of here. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, oh. No, nope. I'm not. Nope. Not. However, they cannot jump as high up as an airplane would fly. So. Don't worry about an air shot. Yeah, you're attack. fine. Yeah. 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 It's not going to happen. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I mean, unless a plane carrying a great white shark that was skydiving. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
Um, sharks have a really, well, spe- specifically the white sharks, have a really awful time trying to live in captivity, which is probably another reason that we don't know very much about them because we can't right. study them in captivity. Right. They're, they're too big. Their feeding requirements are too much. They're too incompatible with living with other right. sea they, creatures. They have to be in a tank on their own. Exactly. You cannot put them in a tank with other animals. Which we also know is cruel. Right. So... Um, so the, the longest time that a uh, specimen, a white shark specimen, has ever been in captivity was a at the Monterey Bay Aquarium in California. One specimen uh, stayed in a million-gallon tank mm-hmm. for six months. Yep. And then as soon as she started stalking other display fish, she, w- she was set free. Yeah. Because they yeah. don't... Yeah. <laughs> it's not... It's... I mean, we do a lot of cruel things to animals yeah. in captivity, but it's highly dangerous. Yes, yes. <laughs> when you're messing with an animal that's that large and that much of a predator. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one challenge for great whites is that if they get knocked upside down, they will freeze up and exhibit what's called tonic immobility, a state of semi-consciousness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so... What would they get knocked upside down by? An orca. Oh, yeah. Well, only, like... Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. The only larger predator. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... There are bigger whales, but they're not predators to the sharks. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to go around just being no. like, you want to go shark tipping today? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can make them go skydiving. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right. So that's some really cool shark uh, information that I had for you. But I wanted to say just a couple more things about how useful sharks are um, as a member of our ecosystem Mm -hmm. and how just to to drive this all home, while they do have very strong natural defenses to make them, you know, an apex predator and help them be um, alive and successfully continuing to thrive for over 11 million years they there's just there's so many more benefits to having them than being like afraid and killing them all right so they are incredibly helpful for keeping the ecosystem in line particularly um in in our area in california basically if it weren't for white sharks orcas and like some very limited diseases Mm -hmm. Seal and sea lion populations would be out of control. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sea lions are crazy. Yes. And I love them. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, like, the fact that you can go to a tourist attraction in San Francisco and just see floating platforms covered in dozens and dozens of sea lions all year round. Right. And that's just, like, a small number. Or occasionally see them in the Sacramento River. Right. In Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. Where they should not be. They should not be the there. In the freshwater river. No. Get out. Well, the delta is salt water. Is it? A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it's it a delta. The, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but there are portions of the river that are yeah. freshwater. And they should not just be no, folks. hanging out there. Go home. <laughs> and, like, you know there are plenty of sea lions out there that don't want anything to do with people and aren't yes. going anywhere near people. But there are so many that are like, heck hey, yeah, people throw food at food. us. You got food. Come here. Give me that. Yeah. Right. Ugh. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's so a big problem. they're really helpful for maintaining a good balance. Right. They also um, have an effect on seagrass composition and keeping just that the whole ecosystem balanced. Exactly, you need your that's top what predators, predators do, right? Yeah, yeah. They we have 
that's why you go all the way from producers all the way up to predators yep. and decomposers. And yep. You need every piece of the puzzle. There's also evidence not working. that they eat like dead sharks mm-hmm. or sorry, dead whales. Mm-hmm. So they help break down really large decomposing carcasses right. <laughs> and take care of like yeah. what could be a pretty, yeah. Well, decomposing things also add all kinds of nasty natural gases. Yes, absolutely. And if you don't want that to be a problem, then you need things that are assisting it along so that you don't have the elongated natural process. Yeah. Methane gas, man. That's right. It's dangerous. So, go hug a shark. Don't. (laughs) Get a stuffed shark toy that benefits (laughs) shark conservation and hug that. Yeah. But... We have the Monterey Bay Aquarium to thank for a lot of the research and conservation yeah. work that has been done for great whites. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the one they had in captivity for a few months. Yeah. That was not that long ago. No. I actually did see that shark. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I was little. That's so cool. And at the time we didn't have smartphones. So wow. I don't have a picture or video clip of it, which makes wow. me really sad. I mean, there were cameras and whatnot, obviously, because there's been cameras my whole life. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that we got any clips. Or if my mom did, it's long lost on some old memory card somewhere that we don't sure. know where it is anymore. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, we at the time we were members, and so my mom was like, absolutely, this shark is not going to be there for long. So we yeah. got to go and see her, and she was stunning. And she was not full grown. She was a juvenile shark, but still, I think yeah, she was. at the time she was probably like one third or one half of her adult size. That's like amazing. A big old shark. Oh my goodness. Um, and definitely something to behold. But it does, you know, put the fear of whatever you believe in in you yeah see it just to see an animal that large yes that right is that society has told you is a very scary thing yeah you know i mean it's the same thing if you go to any other kind of aquarium or zoo and you see a large predatorial yep. animal you're gonna be a little worried yeah like, <laughs> yeah if you're a normal sane person yeah. you're just gonna say wow I'm, i really hope this glass is quite thick i guess we can't do a an episode about sharks Without mentioning the end of an era. The final Sharknado movie has aired. (laughs) So true. Full disclosure. Yeah. I've only ever seen about 10 minutes of one Sharknado movie. But I can tell you. Wow. It is literally the most unbelievable, unrealistic, poorly made thing I've ever seen. Oh my goodness. It's horrifying like oh how bad the cgi is oh my <laughs> i really just don't know like so you know you have jaws which at the time was a, a pioneer in yes. the way they did it right. which is why it was so scary to people yeah and that didn't do any good for sharks no and then you have all the all the other smaller shark attack movies which didn't do any good for them megalodon versus well, giant octopus yeah that one which i i think people were probably less scared of but I don't know. Maybe they were equally as scared of. I don't know. Um, recently, what is it? Like Shallows was a one. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, the other one with Mandy Moore where they're like, are da- like they're, they were swimming with sharks in the cage and then the cage broke. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that was I didn't see that like one either. Something deep, I think. I don't like anti-shark propaganda. No, I'm not a fan of it either. I, I do like the fantastical, like, super over-imagined, like, I will tell you, I've seen at least three Megalodon movies. Oh my god. You mean, like, the newest one? No, I haven't seen the newest one. The Meg? No, I didn't see that one. Well, I hope you don't. It looks dumb. I probably won't. There's a Yorkie getting 
like oh. swimming away from the Meg in the, all the previews. No. Yeah. Yes. That's not going to work. <laughs> no, it's going to die. That's the yeah, problem. I'm not I'm watching. not going to watch no. it. Sharks, man. Sharks, man. They're great. <laughs> I was going to throw it in there, and you know it. Oh, yeah. It was coming. So, yeah. Um, that's funny, though. Most, most shark nipples are not on the booty. But we're still going to say that hashtag sharks love the booty. Oh, yeah, they do. Absolutely. You know they do. Of course. Yeah. They love each other's booties. So sharks love the booty. Yeah. Critters love the booty. Yeah. Don't forget all of our social media handles. Yeah, especially tune in if you want to learn more about the Critters of Disneyland. I know, it's so sweet. It's going to be so exciting. You guys don't even understand. Disneyland is my favorite place. I love it. I mean, I have a lot of other dream vacation spots. Like, don't get me wrong. I'd I'd love to see a lot of things all over the world. Yeah. Tropical places and beaches. Yeah. As long as I don't go in the ocean. Yeah. Because I'm not a fan of all the little fishies in there. And the sharkies. I like to admire them from afar. (laughs) Honestly, the sharkies are not my main fear. Just go in a glass bottom I just don't want to feel fish on my legs. (laughs) And I also, and jellies. You're more likely to be stung by a jelly if you're swimming in an area where there's jellies. Oh, absolutely. And like... I'm not interested in that. No, life. thank you. So, I don't want to have to pee on your leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, Critters of Disneyland will be posting a small clip when we come back from vacation. So, it'll probably be sometime mid or later in that week. Mm-hmm. Um, there will not be a new episode next week. It'll just be the episode this week. And then we'll be back at it again with episode 12 uh, the following week. Ah. Which will be late September. Mm-hmm. Late September. Yep. We'll yep. do a, an episode 12. And we have... A, um, an animal in mind for episode 12 already because we've got a guest host lined up but if you have an animal you want to see in particular then let us know we will be branching out and doing more as we move forward yeah and in the double digit world yes of double digit podcasting um so our social media handles again you can find us on instagram at crittercast podcast Mm -hmm. you can find us on facebook at crittercast Mm -hmm. you can email us at crittercastpodcast at gmail.com yep you can find us on twitter at cast critter thank you Uh (laughs) uh-huh um and you can check out our website which is having some issues so if you try to go on it um, and you can't get to it, just Google CritterCast Podcast, and you'll be able to find another link that works. Yeah. We are in the works of trying to fix that, too. Hopefully, we'll hear back from We Google don't really know today. what technical <laughs> issues have been happening with our... Um, Look, I think Mercury must be in retrograde or something. Shut up! <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but don't forget to follow us on all those social medias. You can always shout out to us private message us on facebook yeah or let us know Twitter. what other animals you want to hear more about mm-hmm. let us know um yeah your shark stories your yeah as, as, I, if you, you know, have a shark have story a shark you story. have to tell me that shark story share it right now mm-hmm. yes and stay tuned as we get ready to um set up finalize and announce our patreon page too yeah We're almost there it's so exciting it's, you know there's a lot of pre-work that goes into it but we will let yeah. you guys know as soon as it's live you know, everything that we do we just want to make sure we're doing it really well for exactly. you exactly so it's not about we don't want to uh, rush you know, anything. of course we're going to continue to improve but we're not about starting at a at a an average level. No. And building up to awesome. Look, we're you start both awesome perfectionists. and you go awesomer. That's right. All the way to awesomest and Starting then supremely awesome. awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there are many levels, okay? Wow. <laughs> wow. I know. Uh, yeah. Um, also, please, if you can, and if you haven't yet, take a minute to rate and review us 
um, on iTunes is great if yes. you can. If not, Facebook or yeah. any other listening app, except for Spotify, I don't think there's Which a way does not allow you to, to review a rating. But continue to listen on yeah, Spotify because do. that will help boost our popularity yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you can rate us instead on Facebook or on you know Stitcher or any of the other podcast following apps. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. I think that's all we <laughs> great. <laughs> God. I think that's all we have for you guys today. Don't forget to stay tuned in two weeks and keep an eye out for a video on our Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. about Disneyland's critters. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile.